You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio and on Dish Network. Coming up on the program, over Reaction Monday, Week 12 edition. Take a look back at some of the things that went on in Week 12. Dr. A will join the program in the next hour to get us caught up to date on the latest injury things that happened on Sunday and let you know where your players stand as we move through another NFL week. The playoffs are right around the corner. That's coming. Maybe we can get some waiver wire advice and slim pickings out there. But we got a lot of stuff to unpack and overreact about. Also, we'll get you on the telephone lines, too. Want to welcome in the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. Jake Seeley, Week 12 was in the books, brother. Good morning, sir. How are you? Happy Monday. Doing pretty well. It was, it was one of those good weeks where most every single one of your teams uh, hits and wins. Had a lot of Julio Jones. That helped. Well, Matt Medica, I'm happy to see that Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, had a good Sunday. I actually feel like I lost two of my teams this week. One that was in contention in the semifinal. Got bumped. Wasn't even close no matter who I played. Didn't have the points on my bench. Had another team uh, that got that big-time donut. from. I had three teams get a donut from Michael Crabtree yesterday. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But for the most part, I did not have the kind of success Jake did on Sunday. I mean, I'm in some good spots heading into this Week 13, but it could change so rapidly (laughs) by Sunday night. So I'm very excited, optimistic, and nervous as hell. There you go right there. That is the scenario. So still got – listen, I still got about – I came in with 12 redrafts. I'm still looking real good in six of them, so I feel good about that. Well, no, five of them. It was seven going into the weekend. The flex PPR – that seven-game winning streak is out the window. Has now become a five-game losing streak. You know what I'm saying? So, just so you're mimicking your Cowboys. I'm making. This is very correct. I'm mimicking America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to discuss that. We want to stay away. We do got to discuss that. And we got to break that down because we got to talk about Dak Prescott and how he needs to go to your B E N C H, Matt Medica. Yeah, I mean, he. You can't. You cannot start him. I, I, I started Matt Ryan this week. Obviously, the better matchup. But even this week, I, I mean, I think I got to stop Matt Ryan against Minnesota over Dak. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really The only bad. place I have him, I have him <laughs> on a team that's getting ready to go into the playoffs. And the reason why is because that son of a gun was on my bench this week. He had five. I played Ben Roethlisberger. He gave me 42. So, yeah, Dak, I'm sorry. America's quarterback. We can't. Uh, you're not going in my lineup again until you are playing with America's running back. So there you go, right there. That's the number one situation that we got to get out the way. Jake, I know we. I hate to do this to you, and I hate to do it to myself. And Matt, I hate to do it to you also. But Josh Gordon comes back this week. I think that's going to be a little bit of a topic on fantasy owners' minds, also. Of course it will be. It doesn't, matter. It doesn't mean we have to be excited about it. No, I'm not excited about it, Matt. I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm just concerned about the range of outcomes I have financially. This <laughs> <laughs> you can care less about Josh Gordon, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I am. Are you really starting Josh Gordon week 13 with a fan, mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs on the line? This be preference. This got the course of this no, week. That's when, what we're going to talk about. Exactly. Throughout the course of this week, when you call up here and ask about starting Josh Gordon, you know you're going to get a little bit of an attitude. When we come back, we got a lot of stories that mean to touch on. When we come back, I want to touch on something for Thursday. And I'm going to issue some apologies, right? 
I'm only I'm gonna, I'm gonna issue an apology, then I'm gonna let you know that I'll do the same thing again this week. Fantasy football, frenzy overreaction Monday. We rolling. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Monday fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY radio. I know this is a big Monday, you know what I'm saying? But at some point throughout the course of the program, I'm going to ask my buddies about this situation that's going on with uh, Shiano down there at Tennessee because I think it's some, I think something smells like a rat in this situation. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. But we got to get some fantasy football talk up in your ear first and foremost. Um, I remember all last week saying that. Well, first of all, anybody who knows me and's been following my work and stuff like that for the past couple of years, and certain players that you know that I'm just like, oh no, that guy stinks, that guy sucks, that guy's terrible. I don't trust him. One of those dudes, and I, like, I, I tell you full disclosure, I would, I've never owned him in a fantasy league. I never plan on owning him. I, I thought, I've always thought Son was a buster. And anytime he has a good game, it's just by accident. And that's MJJ, Marvin Jones Jr. And I want to talk about it. This week, Marvin <laughs> Jones Jr. drew, a very, drew the, about as tough a matchup as you can get going up against Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes closed. Xavier Rhodes had Antonio, held Antonio Brown to a three-catch game this year. This is the kind of lockdown, shutdown corner Xavier Rhodes is. I sat up here on Thursday morning, me and Mr. Sussman, and I told everybody, this guy sucks. You cannot play him this week, Period. Done deal in the story. This is the toughest matchup he'll ever face. I think the kid Rhodes locked him down earlier this year. You knew that he was going to be on MJJ. MJJ was going to be outside of the offense. Then the game started. And he had a couple of catches. And I was like, okay. At any point, though, Rhodes is going to shut this clown down. Nonetheless, MJJ, Marvin Jones Jr., ends up on nine targets, six catches for, 120, for 109 yards, and two touchdowns. I was flat out dead wrong. The majority of the industry was flat out dead wrong. But Jake, I will tell you this 100%. The same matchup again next week, I will tell these people once again, sit Marvin Jones Jr. People asked me on Twitter. They was coming for me. Oh, I guess that was just a Thanksgiving miracle. You know what? It was a Thanksgiving miracle. I'm willing to say if you sat MJJ... Right, and you lost, and you got trouble making your playoffs and stuff like that. Now, I apologize for that. But next week, same situation. I would give you the same exact advice, Jake. Yeah, it's and so would I. We did the same thing on Friday in the show that I was with Frank and Cam, and we talked about it. I had Marvin Jones down in like forty in my rankings, and then I said the exact same thing you did is Xavier Rhodes, and I'm not putting in Marvin Jones, who I think is a good talent, but not at the upper yeah. echelon of the wide receivers where you say I don't care who they're matched up against. I guess Xavier Rose, who Xavier Rose deserves to be in conversation with the Jalen Ramseys and Boyes and Patrick Petersons of the world. And obviously, you know, at some time, well, there's going to be a game where something happens against one of those guys. And we've seen it before. You know, maybe they have one big catch like a T.Y. Hilton for 40 yards and a touchdown, which ruins the day for their stat line. But more often than not, they are shut down corners. And that's what we were going off of. This was supposed to be a Golden Tate game. It was not supposed to be a Marvin Jones game. 
And, yeah, I had a lot of people on Twitter doing the same thing. Actually, Heath Cummings from CBS, he and I were tweeting back and forth that we both had him low, and I said it was the right process, the wrong results. And then people were like, nope, wrong results means it was the wrong process. And it's like, really? And then Heath came back. He, he, he got more fired up than I did, which is the surprising thing. I let it go. I just was ignoring those people. He said, here's the thing. If we could accurately predict fantasy football and football every single week, what would be the fun of it? Because then you're just we're just pushing paper and things around because we know everything. Matt, the process, the, the process, the analysis was right, Matt. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no, the analysis, look, you, you didn't want him going up against Rhodes, but also it depended upon your... Your options right now. Okay. Like say you had Robert Woods on that team too, and he was out. I'm just yeah. trying to make. Or you drafted uh, Beckham. Like in one league that I drafted Beckham, I had Robert Woods on my team. I well, lost him as well. So say if you had Marvin Jones, you'd probably be playing him. The, the difference with Marvin Jones this year from last year, it was at the first four games mm. he was amazing Dynamite, and then he disappeared. Yeah. This year, from week six on, he had one bad game versus Cleveland of all teams. Okay, where he had three point two. But he's had almost he's had eighteen and a half points or more in the five other games out of the last six. All right, now what I will say is this: what I will walk back is I say that the kid sucks. I, he doesn't suck. Okay, so I will say that. But he Matt, definitely races games. No, you know, he he has. He doesn't suck. So I, I'll take that back. But Matt, same scenario this week. Would you give the same advice? Sit him versus Xavier Rhodes. Well, he's going to have another tough matchup. He's got Baltimore. You have oh, yeah. of, you know what I mean? You got too. another lockdown corner. Guy who's having a fantastic year. But now, are you going to bench Marvin Jones Jr.? I don't think you can. I mean, I'm going to have a hard time on my roster. No, no. But let, to, go, to go to Corey's point, let me ask you this. The perfect example is, like, let's just kind of look at the rankings for last week. And I'm using the consensus rankings out there that were on Fancy Pros. Mohamed Sanu was a higher than him. I would have started Mohamed Sanu. I would have done the same thing. I'm talking last week because I know we're going to say I know we're going to go with this one, but let's just say specifically last week, Matt, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders start both of them over Marvin Jones in that match. I would not knowing I, what those was two, I would have did. It. I wouldn't was because of Paxton Lynch. So you wouldn't have. You would have uh, played uh, Jones. Demarius and uh, uh, Manny. Sanu, I understand yeah, against no that doubt. matchup. I that I get. And look, I'm not saying anybody's wrong about the rankings yeah. or not like that. But I'm saying now looking ahead. I mean, are you really going to sit this guy? And it's a tough match. No, not now. But we're, we're kind of arguing about the people that are like revisionist well, history. I mean, look, yeah. there's going to be haters and people. You know, if you get right. if you get something right, they love you. You get something wrong, they but hate no, but you. The, the, I think Matt, the, the point that I'm trying to make is right to the people, and I'm not complaining about the people on Twitter. Some of the comments were funny and stuff like that. I don't own Sun Nowhere, so it didn't bother me anyway. Wait, you know wait, what I'm saying? On, real, real, real quick, like I said, week six, he was at New Orleans, twenty-one point six. Pittsburgh, he had a bye. Pittsburgh. I don't think Lattimore was in that game, though. He didn't play in week six? I, I thought he was out that week. I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, that, that, that I can't confirm. Okay, Pittsburgh, 18.8. Green Bay, 29.0. That's Green Bay. He, he had that Dud versus Cleveland. Chicago, he put up 18.5. And then Minnesota. Okay, I get it. I, I'm just but saying. Still, I, I got to play. Well, where, where, did they play Minnesota earlier this season? What did he do that game? He had 6.2, but uh, I'm saying, see, look, that's at, what I'm saying. Look, look from week six on. Look at Alvin Kamara. But, you, but, but look at what Xavier Rhodes has done, even against the likes of Antonio yeah, Brown. I, that's why I'm saying I would give this, and I think Jake agrees, I would give the same advice I'm again this week. I'm not saying the advice was wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, on my roster, say I drafted uh, like in, the, in the New York Super or in, in, you know, in, in, in the prime time with Andy Saxon, we drafted Odell Beckham. He's out for the season. Yeah. 
picked up Robert Woods. He's been a beast. Woods is out now. Yeah. So if I have Marvin Jones Jr. on that team. He goes in the lineup. He's got to play. I agree. You guys, the process was right. What you guys were saying. I mean, except for like the only reason with the Denver guys, Paxton Lynch, there was no way okay. I was rolling out with with with, with Jake. That. Can you name out uh, if you have, if you still got the link up from last from week twelve? Who were some of the other players that were ranked ahead of uh, Marv, MJJ Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, taking one second to go right back to it. I, I actually did close it down, but that's what the reopen closed tab is good for. No, no, that's what that is good for. Uh, Josh Doxson was ahead of him. Yep. I would have still done that. Kenny Stills was ahead of him. I still would have yep. done that. Uh, Cooper. Against Denver was in front yep. of him. Corey Davis, Jeremy Macklin, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Crabtree. So there's a lot of these guys that hit. Crabtree yeah. got kicked out of the game. What are you going to do about that? Larry Fitzgerald was ahead of him, but that was also we didn't know that he was yeah. going to be facing Patrick Peterson until right before game time. That wasn't supposed to happen. So the, the, but that's I think that's more the point. I agree with you, Matt. I agree with both sides. I agree. It's like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to bench him for? Because that's a question we always bring up. Yeah. But going back to last week and looking at Marvin Jones down in the lower 30s versus most of these guys, most and, and you're right about the Denver guys if you want to say no Paxton Lynch, but almost everybody else in that list, I'm starting ahead of Marvin Jones against Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have a problem with the process. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not questioning that. I just, I'm just trying to bring the point Some up people, some, they get yeah. like – a lot of fantasy owners on Twitter and stuff like that, whatever the case may be, they get so frustrated when I say, okay, well, let's be fully full disclosure. I would tell you to do it again this week. Oh, well, how could then you're giving out the wrong information? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm telling you the process that goes into this. Does it hit all the time? Does it work all the time? No. If you were one right, thing I will right, say nobody's going to pat you on the back. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's true, too. One thing I will say is that Marvin Jones would have been on my – if I had the player, he would have been on my bench. What I will walk back is saying that Marvin Jones sucks. Marvin Jones does not suck. He's playing good ball this year. Yeah, and I mean like – Corey, look at it this way. Let's, say, let's put it this way. If, if Mohamed Sanu is drawing Xavier Rose this week and not Julio Jones – We'd all say bench Mohamed Sanu, right? Yep, exactly. Same thing. Bench Mohamed Sanu. He's going to get locked I in. I mean, look, I had a situation in the in the Staten Island League. My friend said should we pl- wanted to play Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I uh, love we Robbie had Anderson. Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, <laughs> and Golden Tate. I said, look, I'd rather play Golden Tate. I know the, I think the previous week he didn't have a great week, but the month before he'd been on fire. Yeah. And it's Golden Tate. Golden Tate. So I, I said, look, I prefer Tate. You can make the call. We kept taking in, and then he was like, oh, we should have played Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so you, what are you going to do? I mean, Golden Tate's <laughs> yeah. been really good. I mean, I know Robbie Anderson has, but he had a tough matchup, too. No, Robbie Anderson had a tough matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson, though, as a player we'll get into and discuss a little bit later on in the program. Another uh, takeaway from Thanksgiving, Jamison Crowder is uh, going back into lineups, and he needs to be locked into lineups because not only do I think – I, I, I want to ask these fellas about it. Was it health? Is it the injuries to Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson? Or is it just, you know what, Kirk Cousins are like, yo, son is a beast and let me get him the ball? Yes. Oh, that's what it is right there? All right. <laughs> we can go on to something else then. Telephone lines open 844-843-6879. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product.
Overreaction Monday, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, FNTSY. The All In Kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. I got to figure out the situation, um, Matt, with these running backs for the Minnesota Vikings. Because, like, Lat Murray, Latway. It's not a. That's not a mistake. <laughs> it's a. It's a thing. You feel what I'm saying? Because Sun is getting oh, we're not it done. Talking about the Redskins? No. Uh, we, we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to DC, the DC football in a minute. Oh, okay. But um, Latway, Lat Murray, he's a thing, right? He is. He's a, a thing, he, and Jarek McKinnon is not so much of a thing anymore. He hasn't been. But if you want to go with the narrative that the Falcons aren't good against the pass catching running that's back, that's true. That's what's coming up week 13. Look, McKinnon's been the guy. I'm mean, gonna. Murray has been the guy getting those goal line uh, yep. carries, getting whatever like seventeen, eighteen rushes a game. But I'm gonna, I'm rolling out McKinnon again this week. CJ, that's the thing. I don't think, I don't think you can. Both of the both dudes need to be in your starting lineup. Not like not, not at the same time. Like like how Matt rolled Kamara and Ingram out there in the same lineup. But I'm like, if you're a McKinnon owner. You're not gonna feel comfortable putting them on your bench. If you're a Latin Murray owner, you're not gonna feel comfortable putting on your on your bench. I think both these guys in twelve team leagues go in starting lineups. Mostly, I think that in standard McKinnon can find his way okay. to the bench because you know, stand, standard scoring, yeah, he's not getting enough. And the honest truth is, he's just not. And I know it's a good matchup for this week, but he's had good matchups through this stretch. And the fact is, between the two of them, Latavius Murray is the one that's seen 15, 15 plus carries each of the last six games now. It's just not stopping. So there's nothing we can really do about it. It's similar to, and I know there's an injury involved with what happened with the Dolphins, but it's all the time so we can sit there and with the naked eye say, how do they not realize that Kenyon Drake's the better runner? And maybe there's something we don't know behind the scenes and similar to Lamar Miller, why he can't carry the ball 20 plus times a game. Maybe it's just his ability. But similar to that, we can sit back and want what we want and see what we see and all that type of thing, but at the same time, the usage is the usage. We can't fight the usage, and the usage is Latavius Murray, not only with those carries, but also inside the 10, the 5, and at the goal line. So yes, in a PPR, I'm still getting McKinnon in there as my third running back. Yeah. For, I would not want him as my number two, but I can understand there's probably some rosters out there where he's your number two, but in a standard, I think he is benchable. Okay, I, 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 can, I can dig that in the standard where you don't get those, the, those, that point for the reception. I could see that because the carries are not really there. Uh, Adam Thielen is the guy, 2017 breakout fantasy star. He's going to keep getting it done. The report that him and Case Keenum have is legit, it's real. And, yeah, Case yep. Keenum should not be sent to the bench for anybody. <clears throat> yeah, look, uh, Thielen's, what, third in receiving yards? Uh, is this, I mean, he's pretty much done everything you could ask. That move to the slot was a great move by the Vikings coaching staff. you got to give them a shot. Like, okay, let, let, let's get some history on Adam Thielen. How long has he been in the NFL? This is third, this is third or fourth season. Third. This is third season. What college? Why wasn't he like a big-time thing out of college? Well, wasn't he like a small school? Nobody, everybody missed. He, had, he, he came to the uh, combine himself. Nobody, nobody was scouting him. Nobody's paying attention to him. To him. He was. It's the, just sometimes this happens. Every once in a blue, I'm not saying, but look at Victor Cruz, uh-huh. small school. Only, only the Giants were interested in him and spent two seasons on the practice squad in the preseason before he finally broke through. Sometimes it's very rare when these things happen, but sometimes these players slip through the cracks and they end up producing. And he was like a special teams kind of guy yeah. for them. And then last season, people questioned that end of the schedule, like that yeah. schedule and saying, I remember seeing things in the preseason. Well, Thielen had the easiest schedule per wide receiver, stuff like that kind of. But look, it, it's real. You're, I mean, this, this, is the, this week they have 
at Atlanta. Yeah. So I he's on a ball again this week. Diggs should both have a chance. Like he's going to be like, like. Hold on, I'm doing the math. He's 13, 14, 15, 16. His fifth. It's his fifth year. Because 13 was the – yeah, 13, okay. like I said, he was uninvited to the combine. He went and practiced himself. Kudos to him that he kept trying. By the way, the college yeah, – I forgot yeah, I forgot to answer that part of the question. You want to guess what the college was, Corey? Uh, w- uh, it's it's, it's got a name of his State team in it. Manco or yeah, there like you that. go. <laughs> I'm just Matt, looking at the Minnesota State. I'm I didn't even know there was a Minnesota State. Wow. <laughs> Minnesota State. People sleep on Adam Thielen because he's a white wide receiver. That's the truth for the matter right there. You feel what I'm saying? Because people, they look past him because of that, and they're missing yeah, out. That, everybody out there, stop with the Ricky Prohl comparison. <laughs> <lazy stuff. laughs> Jordy Nelson, 2.0. Ricky Pro. <laughs> Ricky Pro was good. Ricky, I just forgot about Ricky Pro. It's funny to hear his name now, but yeah, it's because Adam Thielen's a white wide receiver, so people look past him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I he guess. Have we ever done that on this show, Corey? We did it on our target. Did we ever go through all the white athlete superlatives like Scrappy, Sneaky yeah. Athletic, oh, yeah. Toolsy, Headsy yeah, oh, Player, yes, Smart, Jim good, Rat, Hart, good, good Route Runner? Yeah, I don't oh, know. You said this the one, one that I always say. Scrappy. Just, just call him David Eckstein. He's David Eckstein. <laughs> Scrappy. <laughs> oh, boy, that's funny. I, I, listen, you sleep on Adam Thielen if you want. Because don't, you don't want to be – you don't want to look across at the other your, the person you're going against in week 14 or 15 when you're trying to win the championship. If Adam Thielen's on that team, cross your fingers, Jack, because Adam, Adam Thielen is getting it done. Speaking of a player that's getting it done, Jamison Crowder, um, is it the injuries, Jake, to, to Thompson and Reed? Is it the uh, – Crowder getting healthy, or is it just Adam? I mean, Adam, or is this Kirk Cousins saying, "Oh, you know what? This guy is nice. Let me get him the football again." That's why I said yes because I was saying yes to all of the above. Okay. Look, there's a there's a lot of factors with this team, and there's a lot of factors with Crowder this year. One, again, I don't think he's been healthy outside of that game against the Cowboys, which you exploit him in the slot, and I don't even think he was 100 percent because that very next week he was banged up again yep. and missing time. So. I think that was just a lot to do with the matchup and him getting close to 100%. I think he's finally 100% healthy. You see the explosiveness that he has there. Two, how many options do they have left on this team to go to? You know, Terrell Pryor didn't hit with it. As you mentioned, Jordan Reed is out. Josh Jackson's the other starting wide receiver. And then three, I know you said that, you know, it's just Kirk Cousins saying, oh, let me go to this guy. But I don't think that's ever changed. If you remember, we had your guy Mike Davis on in the preseason. Yep. And he said it doesn't matter what's going on. His first read is to, er, to Jamison Crowder every time. He always looks at him. And I think now that he's 100%, now that things are clicking, now that Dox is starting to get a little bit going on the outside in place of Terrell Pryor, and it was a decent matchup too. I think that's why I finally start seeing all the pieces coming together and why he exploded this week. Man, I love Jamison Crowder. Like, J.C. is my guy. Like, I love him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a player that's on my team. Yeah, I've been you rocking with him. I remember when Son was at, remember how he used to ball when he, was, when he was playing at Duke. I was like, oh, this kid can play right here. He would go up against me in three damn leagues this week. You feel what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the day he would, and go out and win the damn Golden Goblet or whatever kind of Thanksgiving award they give. Jamison Crowder is winning that, going against me, man. I took it personal. Yeah, I got lucky. Uh, I got lucky in a couple of leagues. One league, Jamison Crowder was on the bench. Wow. Another league, Marvin Jones was on the wow. bench. Wow. <laughs> you, you somebody was listening to my advice. They <laughs> <laughs> left MJJ on the bench. But yeah, I, I, look, it, it, it is Crowder. I mean, he's been phenomenal. He did miss out one week against Seattle, like week yep. nine or something. But whatever, since like week eight. 
You have two 20-point weeks, oh. mid-teens. Uh, and I, I'm going to have to struggle between do I start Josh Doxson on Thursday night or Deshaun Jackson on Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. D.C. and Dallas, they play on Thursday. This one is in D.C. I wouldn't mind going down there, but I got to be here Friday morning, so that's not going to cut it. But uh, you got that matchup coming up this week, and you can expect another big week from Crowder. Uh, like you said, this Dallas defense, Dallas is just terrible. Um, the whole thing is, is off. It's it's, it's, it's it's going to the it's going to the uh, the toilet bowl well, right was, now. I mean, I didn't see any of that game. Good for I you. I didn't see a minute of it, but it was about three nothing at the half. And it, it, the first half was slowing points, and then after that, the, and then after that, it's like Rivers and them. They realize, okay, they stopping the run, but they can't stop us on third and thirty eight. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So let's just throw it on third and thirty eight because nobody in the secondary can do anything. So then that was pretty easy. And then Dak Prescott, Jake, uh, he needs to be on your bench. Mm, needs, yeah. Yeah, he's on your bench. <laughs> Until you see Ezekiel Elliott, he needs to be on your bench. Uh, exactly. This is, And there was no excuse with the offensive line because Tyron Smith was back. Yep. So it's just it's just the same offense. He's taking a lot of step back, similar to Jameis Winston earlier this year. It's just both of them, and I only compare them not for like the other reasons people might think. <laughs> but the, 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 the truth is, it's they're both it's decision making. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I always liked about Dak coming out of college was that he was safe. I never ever expected that high of a ceiling. Jameis Winston was the opposite of a higher ceiling but more risky. But both of them started to make less decisions. Winston was making more interception decisions. Dak has become too conservative. He's not even making throws that he needs to make. And he's I don't know if he's too worried about turnovers, but whatever it is, you're seeing it affect them out there. He's just he's becoming indecisive, and that's the worst part that you can add to his add to his play. You know what? I'm watching the game because I watch every. Snap of every Dallas Cowboy football game as long as I can stomach it Matt and late in that game I couldn't stomach it anymore like I was watching high school basketball instead but what I will tell you about Dak is he looked very Andy Dalton like to me the other night it's, I, I want to play Dak this week I mean I got I got Matt Ryan going up against Minnesota it's tough I would have loved to have started Dak I just can't do it Matt Ryan's at home though right he's at home yeah just, Dak I gotta hope him. he has like a Matthew Stafford type game yeah Dak's on and what Matthew Stafford did against Minnesota was serviceable uh, Dak's at home but I, I, I'm not rolling that Dak out there um, until I see Ezekiel Elliott as you know the great meme that's going around in that right now it has Dak and Zeke sitting down on the bench and Dak is like dog we suck and Ezekiel Elliott's like no y'all Y'all suck. <laughs> Y'all suck, not me. They weren't playing tic-tac-toe like the Eagles? No, nah, they wasn't. They was, oh, man. Did you see that? I didn't. I saw the electric slide, which I thought was amazing. No, no, no. Late in the fourth quarter, there were dudes on the sideline playing tic-tac-toe. The Eagles remind me of the Panthers a couple years ago. They're having a real good time, but uh, things can change quickly. But Philadelphia is rolling right now. Uh, 844-843-6879. I see the homie Andrew in Boston on the telephones. We'll, uh, Andrew, just hang with us through the break. We'll get you out there. Also, you want to get in on the action, 844-843-6879. But when we come back, we got to uh, – I remember yesterday we were talking about Kareem Hunt and in in before the game, and I was like, you know, one – I had asked Emory, our boy, the czar, the playbook, if uh, Mr. Hunt had hit the rookie wall. And then Marie was like, nah, yeah, there's no such thing as a rookie wall. Somebody put in the YouTube chat, he hit the Andy Reid wall. And that very well may be the case. We'll talk about Kareem Hunt. And the it's time to get nervous about Kareem Hunt. We got to discuss this. We got to break this down. Fantasy Football Friends, the overreaction Monday right here on FNTSY Radio.
the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Phone lines open on the overreaction Monday right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy 844-843-6879. Way to get involved with the program. You got something you want to overreact to, more than likely you do. Um, give us a telephone call. Uh, I know we got to check in with Lou in DC because we will make sure that he good because Lou take Monday's a little tough. We want to make sure he got a W. So uh, we get that done. Anybody else need to call in, vent, whatever you got, we got you covered right here on the Frenzy. Um, I, I I was I wanted to vent a little bit myself on Thursday uh, Thanksgiving night after that pitiful performance by uh, my Dallas Cowboys, but I was chilling at the homies crib whatever, and we had finished eating, we drank a couple beers whatever, and I kind of just was like, you know what, season loss, you know what I mean? Just put it in the back of my head. You feel what I'm saying? It's a season loss, not really going to trip over it, whatever. It is what it is. It happens. You know, Roger Goodell, uh, you know, put a number on the Dallas Cowboys, so. You gotta let it. You gotta let it slide. It's Philadelphia's turn. They're playing good football, so um, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl because they're Philadelphia. But um, you know, I, I I wish them I wish them well, and the rest of the teams that'll be making the playoffs in the you NFC. Don't wish them well. I don't, to be honest with you. I want them to be healthy. I, I want to see them healthy. So as long as they can be healthy, I feel good about that. I like the electric slide that they was doing yesterday. The team is having a lot of fun. So good times for the Philadelphia Eagles and their um and their fans. I wasn't, you know, I'm not pleased about it, but it it is what it is. So I kind of took it that way, and I just kind of got past it, and and I'm moving past it now. So I'm getting through it. But what I can't get past is Kareem Hunt and the fall from grace of Kareem Hunt. I don't know if this is an Andy Reid thing, if these plays, these misdirections. First of all, the shovel pass. Lose the effing shovel pass. I'm tired of the Andy Reid shovel pass for years now. They don't work, Andy Reid. Forget the shovel pass, right? The misdirection looked good at the beginning of the year. Defenses have caught on to it now. We got to figure something else out, Andy Reid. This is why they ran you out of Philadelphia, because your voice got old in the locker room, right? You got to get it done. You are ruining Kareem Hunt. You're ruining my fantasy teams. I had a team eliminated yesterday because I got three damn fantasy points from Kareem Hunt, your workhorse running back. And before we even get to the phone line and get started, we're going to spend all this damn week with these questions coming in. Can I start Kareem Hunt? What do I do with Kareem Hunt? Can I sit Kareem Hunt? I don't know the answer to that question. A week ago, I was saying, don't you dare sit Kareem Hunt. A week later, Jake, I'm thinking, you know what? It may not be a bad idea because I'm looking at 3.8 points in the PPR in my starting lineup from Kareem Hunt. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating at this point. Asked somebody yesterday asked me, "Could I drop Kareem Hunt for Kendrick West?" I was like, all right, let's let's slow down a little bit here, buddy. But at the same time, the fact is, is Kareem Hunt. It's he's getting Andy Reeded. Like that's just what's happening right now. It's, people people want to say, "Oh, he's slowing down because he's a rookie." Like, stop. Okay, then why is Leonard Fournette not slowing down? Now Leonard Fournette has an injury, but you, know, you could go down the list of oh, how about Kamara. Kamara's not slowing down. So Kamara's only getting better by the day. So stop with the rookie nonsense of the fact that he's slowing down because he's not used to it. He did, no, he's never played 16 or 15 games, but 12 or 13 with this, it's not that big of a deal. We're only getting now to the 12 or 13 anyway. So this has been going on for a couple weeks. It's not Kareem Hunt. It's the usage. Like you said, it's the shovel pass. It's the way that they've been using him in games. He's not getting as many touches. The offense has just taken a huge step back as a whole from Alex Smith down the line. Let's talk about Tyreek Hill. Is it Tyreek Hill? Is it he hit a rookie wall? No, because he's not <laughs> a rookie. Right. But like, it's this entire offense has gone down the crapper. And it's just, you can blame Andy Reid. You can blame Alex Smith. You can point fingers at whoever you want. Maybe there's something more involved. But it's not Kareem Hunt's fault in and of its own. In and of its own. Matt. I, a month ago, I was saying this guy might be the coach of the year. We could have a Super Bowl where it's Andy Reid versus Doug Peterson. That's like two Andy Reeds. That's how smart Andy Reid is. We said, okay, after the bye week, Andy Reid teams get better after the bye. I was like, you can't never count Kansas City out because they coached by Andy Reid. And then, I, then yesterday when I'm watching this game and I saw that stupid-ass shovel pass again, I was like, this guy don't know what the hell he's doing. Oh, well, I mean, that's kind of been Andy Reid. Sometimes we think he's brilliant. Sometimes he's just very frustrating. I, I got to believe this team somehow, some way, figures it out. And they got too many talented pieces on the offense. So, look, there's no, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have a better option than Kareem Hunt at the Jets this week on my team. I don't think I do. I don't see myself benching Kareem Hunt in any of my leagues. But, you know, I'll take a thorough look. But I just can't see that happening. And that's the thing. See, I, we can't answer that question yet. The link hasn't even been – it's not even in pre-publication yet. <laughs> so don't ask us about Kareem Hunt today. I still got to process through this thing. I got things I got to work on this week. I'm not going to have a Kareem Hunt answer for you. And it's going to be situation by situation. I'm not even going to know by my, for myself until Thursday. I just know I'm teed off right now. And I'm blaming Andy Reid for this. And another thing, the, the fake Andy Reid in Kansas City – it's in the stands. That's awesome. But you lost to the kids on Thanksgiving night <laughs> that pretended to be <laughs> Ben McAdoo and the offensive coordinator. They won, Jake. They hand down. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was terrific. The entire game. And when they were talking to each other, that was yeah. awesome. That was, yeah. that was terrific. It might be the last time you see him, too. You yeah, know. I know. <laughs> it's getting close to that time. So those kids, you got a little bit more time to work on. Did you see it, Matt? No, I did not. Oh, it was excellent. It was like it was kids pretending to oh, be. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, wait, was that the Andy Reid and Ben McAdoo? Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, that was uh, Ben uh, McAdoo and what's the assistant ben name? Ben McAdoo and Mike Sullivan. My, yeah, Mike Sullivan. And then uh, they got a dude in um, they got a dude in Kansas City who'd come to the game dressed up like Andy Reid. And then and obviously, you know, you got uh, Golden State, got flake, fake, fake Clay Thompson. <laughs> so there you go right there. I think Don Burns trying to get in touch with me. All right, 844-843-6879. Let's go to Andrew in Boston. Andrew, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much. Chilling. All right. I got two questions for y'all. It, should I be worried about Evan Ingram? I I don't think so. I, he's still number one yes. target. In I that, think oh, you oh, need yeah, no. you need Shepard. If Shepard's not playing. It's, this is very simple. If Shepard's playing, no. If Shepard's not playing, yes. All right. And then me and my uncle was arguing. Um, I think 
I think there's a, a good case that Le'Veon and A.B. should go number one and number two every year. Am I wrong for thinking that? You know what's funny? Antonio, why do we, why do we experiment with these other players that's not named Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown is 1-1 until further notice. That's it. In the PPR, okay. Antonio Brown is 1-1 until further notice. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking David Johnson. Or even yeah, Le'Veon Bell. True. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is... Yeah. A, look what Le'Veon Bell did without any, any touchdowns yesterday. He had zero touchdowns, right? Yeah. And a half-point PPR, I know he got 22 and a half points. So That's crazy. Got, he caught, dude, he caught like 12 passes last night? Yeah. It's crazy. They, they, yeah, Andrew, you're right. They get they get the work. David Johnson gets that kind of work too. He's injured, so that's kind of in the back of your mind. But those three players right there, they get the most work, and then everybody else kind of falls in after and, well, them. I mean, Zeke would probably be number four, right? Zeke could be in that discussion too because Ezekiel Elliott, since week from weeks five to week twelve, no. Ezekiel Elliott in a standard is RB five. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't from played week in six, three weeks, y'all. Week six to week twelve, which is seven games, Zeke only played in three of them. Yeah, is. Tenth running back in PPR points. So there you go, right there. I was sitting up here talking about always Sean Lee, always Tyron Smith. No, it's damn Ezekiel Elliott. You know what I'm saying? That's why when they ask that question, I know the one of the one of the popular Twitter questions is, should the Cowboys have drafted uh, Jalen Ramsey or Ezekiel Elliott? Elliott? No question. I think, it's Ezekiel I think Elliott. that question has been answered. Don't and me, everybody else was saying it was uh, pretty much on Twitter was they should have went with Jalen Ramsey. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Ramsey's a great player. I don't think it's, it's wrong either way. Jalen Ramsey's a great football player. Ezekiel Elliott is a generational player. Yeah, I'm kind of with uh, cool. Jalen Ramsey's generational. You think so, too? I think he's going to be one of the top corners. And the top corners last usually about as long, if not longer, than running backs. So I think it's hard. It's Put it this way. Name the number of corners in the league on one hand, because that's all you need, that you can legitimately say, I'm scared of shutting me down. And that's all you get. Name the number of running backs that could be top 10. And that's the thing. It's just top 10. And I know Ezekiel, I, I'm not going to argue against Ezekiel. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, I don't think they could have gone wrong either way, because yeah. there's it's harder to find that elite corner where you say, you know what? Let him take care of the number one, and we don't have to worry about it because he's got it under lock. I get that point of it, man. But, but the Cowboys could win with Elliott. They can't win without him. I mean, yeah, that's and the, the difference is Ezekiel Elliott. They would see what. Oh, Ezekiel- hold on. What if they had a capable running back in Jalen Ramsey in that secondary? I think they win. The well, problem he, is they don't have a capable running back. The, but the, everybody considered like McFadden or Morris to be capable. Morris had a thousand yards, but he's and, washed. You know, I'm just saying, but yeah. they were just, you know, that's what, you know, people were trying to the, say. The, I don't know. And to my opinion, I'm not saying that Jalen yeah. Ramsey's awesome. To no, he's, no, no both players are a beast, and, mm-hmm. I, and both players will probably be Hall of Famers. What I will say is this. What Ezekiel Elliott can Ezekiel Elliott is almost like a defender too for the Dallas Cowboys because of how yes. much clock he eats up well, that, and uh, he keeps that defense off the field. That's very important for the way Dallas wants to play, and that's why Zach, Dak, Dak Prescott looked like Andy Dalton. Okay, there. but here's what I'm saying. Just a, just the one last thing in that same draft. Put, Jer, put Jordan Howard in that backfield and Jalen Ramsey at corner. They're winning, no problem. And that's true. That's my of, only point. Here's one of the things with like Zeke that they showed after the game. Uh, like you, you saw the hole where like Zeke could have taken it to the house, yeah, and the running back could only get ten, twelve yeah. yards as opposed to fifty yards or touchdown. So there you go, right there. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine telephone number to dial. The Kareem Hunt, the Kareem Hunt guys. Listen, I'm not benching him. 
I, I, Matt, you've already done. said you said on no, Motor Rice, but you're going to die I'm on not, that hill. I'm not going to week 13 bench him, watch him go off, and not make the playoffs or lose my head-to-head championship because I I didn't play the guy that I played the all year. The flip side of that is the guy that you've been playing all year is dragging teams. He my flex PPR team putting him in my starting lineup every week is dragging my team down. Julio uh, Jones. Julio yeah, Jones that, was doing much, most of nothing for most of the year. I never took him out of my lineups. Yeah, but I mean, as Julio Jones actually is a lot like Hunt. P- pretty much prior to this week, they've always been double digits or more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that blow-up possibility exists with Hunt. Mm-hmm. Hunt can Hunt can have a blow-up week and win you the week. All right, there you go. So we got a lot of Kareem Hunt to talk about this week. 844-843-6879. You want to hop in this last little segment right here. But before we do, I want to talk a little. Before we end this shutdown, this I want to talk a little college, little college picks game. This situation in Tennessee and then plus some of the things that took place over the weekend. Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Overreaction Monday. The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Program and hour number two still got plenty of fantasy football talk coming up on the program, and hour number two because we got to get into this Michael Crabtree Akeem Talib thing because see what happened with Michael Crabtree and the league in Talib that wasn't really a football related thing that was a street thing that happened at a football game so we'll break that down after we talk to Doctor A next hour and we'll get you fully encompassed on that because I know you might be a little ticked off with Michael Crabtree this morning. But you probably shouldn't be, and we'll explain that to you a little bit later on. Um, Matt Medica, this weekend in college football, we saw uh, the Iron Bowl went down. We saw the uh, the Auburn Tigers take down the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide no more. They went. They went into into um, what you call that stadium, uh, Brian Denny, and they got and they beat them up. The, the War Eagle sword. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Uh, I was very disappointed. Miami fell to Pitt. Yeah, uh, but I was. Also happy that Stanford uh, smashed uh, Notre Dame. So we, we, saw, we saw movement. I don't want to see Alabama Clemson again. I don't want to see Alabama Clemson is becoming like Golden State in in, in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, let's move on. I want to see Miami versus like Miami Oklahoma or something yeah. like that. You know, I'm just Miami to... has to win the ACC to get in though. Yeah, if they win the ACC, they should be in though. Right? I, 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 I don't see. I agree, Jake. I'm gonna ask you. What do you think about a one loss Alabama? What's their chances of getting in? It's slim now. They need help because they they have no conference title game. 
that's the problem with the losing to Auburn. They're not in the conference title game now, so they can't get an extra win. They're just hanging on outside of the one. As long, put it this way, as long as one of the top four teams loses, they'll be back in, but they need somebody else to lose for it to happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it might be tough. I don't think that's fair, though, that that they are, eliminated or are out of the game because they – just because, like, that one side of the division right there versus the other side of the division, like – Probably still Auburn and Alabama are probably still the two best teams in the SEC, but they play on the same side of the you know division, so it kind of screws that's it up. What happens? I mean, it's the same thing in all sports. I mean, you look yep. at the, like look at football. You can have the, the NFC South right now. They're, they're kind of getting screwed because you could arguably say there's the second best team in football is in there, and maybe not. I'm not saying that. I'm just using it for examples. But because of that division, you're going to have somebody that makes the playoffs at nine and seven, while possibly a ten and six team gets booted out. We've seen it before. So, yeah, so that's how that's going to go down. Uh, uh, what, 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 what Ohio State gets that W over the weekend, Wisconsin. So look like they it should matter. get. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're not going to win the championship. No, I mean for your point, it's if if they if Wisconsin loses, then Alabama can jump back in. If Oklahoma loses, then Alabama can jump back in. I don't think Clemson's losing to Miami. No, I don't think Clemson's going to lose to Miami either. I would I would like to see the Hurricane win, but I think Clemson is is is, is the feature one in, in in this Matt Medica. So I think they get it done. Now this. Is, you got something to say? No, oh, Miami's okay. going to do it. All right, you like Miami. All right, cool. Well, that's good. Maybe we talk. I, I, I want Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun with Miami there. You know. No, no, it, Mi- yeah. no it, is, it is fun with Miami's there. I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't mind seeing Miami play football either. You feel what I'm saying? Um, this thing that happened with Tennessee, and they hired Shiano, and then, like, the state of Tennessee, <laughs> they started That's... thumping their Bibles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, Matt, I don't think it don't have anything to do with Sandusky. I think they just don't want that son of a gun down there. They don't want that Yankee down there coaching their football team. That's how I really think that's what it is. It could be. I mean, honestly, I really don't know how involved uh, Shiano was that, in, in that era. Yeah. In, in the Sandusky thing, so I really don't want to talk, you know, without knowing the – because that's really – I mean, that was just a horrible thing. I mean, there's really – there's no excuse how they let that yeah. go. No, so and I, I agree with you on that. I'll take the fifth on this one, you know. I plead fizzive. <laughs> Jake Seeley, I just don't think they want something down there. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, like how much that really makes a difference to them. What do you think? Yeah, well, we got music. I'll have to tell you next hour. Preview it. Sneak tease. There you go. We tease it. We come back. We get those thoughts. We get Dr. A on the other side. And Michael Crabtree. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta peel that onion back. Fancy football friends. Overreaction Monday right here on FNTSY Radio.